well, I do know my fucking Wi-Fi sucks. And so at this time I'm off of Wi-Fi, but this is the painting I've been working on for Brandon. And I'm gonna just finish adding a little like white circle, uh, white honeycomb real quick so I can paint them in later. Um, so the remainder of the cactus story is this. I bought this little fake cactus and I stuck it in um, his bed, <laughs> in his sheets. And uh, he, the boys' bedroom in our house, it's upstairs. And um, like the rest of the, you know, the, the boys' bedroom's upstairs and then they have a loft upstairs. And then um, there's like a landing in between their two bedrooms, which was really hard because they would like, I would just hear one kid scream, you know? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why are they screaming? And I never knew what was going on. And so finally, like when we installed the cameras that pointed at the front door, the cameras could see the landing, but not like in their bedrooms or anything creepy like that. Um, hang on, I'm just trying to find a place to prop you up. Um, so I could see like what would happen is like, let's say Brandon would go in Cody's room and like punch Cody. And then he would um, like drop down on his belly and like army crawl across the landing. But the, I'm gonna have to show you guys that too. Hang on, let me just find, I need, let me go get something tall to put you guys on or you won't be able to see me. You'll just be able to see my fupa and that's not cool. Ow, so the landing's important for both stories. Hang on, um, ow, I have an injured leg. That's why I was trying to wear my chaise lounge earlier. So, oh, here we go. See the landing right there like see that wall right there okay so their bedrooms like let's see here that's brandon's bedroom that's the bathroom and then like cody's bedroom the loft are over here okay so if brandon dropped down on his belly and climbed over to cody's room to punch him or vice versa no one knew right oh thank you uh, at Peanut Butter and Nelly does my hair in Reno. So what would happen is like one of the kids would scream like, oh my God, he hurt me. And then both of them would be standing in their room and be like, how could I hurt, how could I do anything? I'm out here or I'm in my room. And I'm like, the fuck you guys? Like, so when we put in the camera that's up there, the camera face is right at the front door only. So if you look again, like see, there's a camera right there. That camera faces the front door because we have these two glass doors and our last house had been broken into. They put a rock through the slider door in our um, master bedroom. And I've been a bit of a weenie ever since then. So um, we put the camera, there's one there and there's one in the dining room that faces the two like glass dining room doors because I'm just afraid. So I have anything to prop you guys up with. Um, so anyway, when we get the camera and you know, the boys are like screeching one day, he punched me and he did this. I'm like, what the fuck? And it had been months of this happening before I was like, oh my God, I bet the camera can see that fucking, like the little, I don't know what to call the area between their rooms, but the landing. So it could see the landing. Like it cannot see in any of the rooms. It can't see in the bathroom or in the loft, but it can see the landing, right? Child, I didn't know this shit happened. <clears throat> I had no idea, you know, like that siblings did this shit. Like, like I said, I'm an only child. I didn't know that this kind of thing happened. So I was like, wow, you guys are fucking good, right? You're smart. So anyway, the original point is I had put the fake cactus in Brandon's bed and um, 
I was sitting downstairs in my living room, just like waiting, like, all right, it's coming, you know. And Brandon goes upstairs and I'm like, hee hee hee, you know, he's gonna see the cactus. And he comes out to that landing and I'm in my little chair and he goes, mom, you got me. While I understand that logically there couldn't be a cactus in my bed, all I thought was, how is this happening to me again? Why? How come me? And I'm not sure, mom, but is this what a heart attack feels like? <laughs> and you have to know that the boys like pranked me all the time. I mean, they were always pranking me and I could never think of a way to like prank him back. But that day I fucking got him. <laughs> and I bust up laughing and he goes, you did good, mom. You actually really got me this time. Like you did really good. Like I said, I know there shouldn't be a cactus in my bed, but I still believed it was there. <laughs> and so when he passed away, we were allowed to put anything we wanted in the cactus with him to be cremated. And I put that cactus in the cream in the, in the casket with him to be cremated. Um, just cause it was the first time I ever like, you know, got him. Those boys always were getting me. They were just too smart for me, you know? And I didn't know like how to get them until that day. I finally, I finally won. Um, but yeah, so the cactus thing, it stems from, you know, just originally him stubbing his toe on the cactus all the time. And then it was so crazy how every single time I traveled out of state, I would see a cactus. And, you know, I would send him the selfie and everything. And I just, I always found it so weird. like. The, I never saw cacti before, before the inside joke with Brandon. It was only me and him. It was nobody else. And then when he passed away, you know, like I said, the, I saw the Ikea things right away. But what happened after that was like stunning. I mean, I saw cactus stuff. I still do every, every day, everywhere I go. I'm kind of like in awe of the volume of cactus items that exist in this world now because I never did before. But like if I travel and it's rare that I travel because I don't like to leave his room. But I mean, when I just went down to California, I saw cacti twice as big as my truck. I mean, sometimes I just feel like it's Brandon just, you know, like letting me know I'm gonna be okay. The time that I saw the really big cacti, um, I was heading home from really far away in California and it was very late and I was worried about driving home in the dark and stuff. And I felt like it was just Brandon letting me know, you know, I was gonna be okay. Um, or just, you know, sometimes I think when I'm not doing well, he'll send me a cactus or a bee or something. And I feel like it's just him letting me know he's here for me. And it's, it's helpful and it's not because Brandon in real life would have given me a hug and not let me go and then kiss the top of my head and told me it was all going to be okay. You know, and even if I try to pull away because I wasn't feeling well, he would hug me tighter and say, no, mom, it's going to be okay. You know, and kiss me on the top of the head. And I really miss his head kisses after dinner. He kissed us on the head every single night after dinner and said, you know, like, I love you. It was so good. Thank you. And I remember like we would have a mouthful of food and he'd kiss, kiss us on the face or whatever. And I remember one time Rob saying, you know, does that kind of drive you crazy? And I go, a little bit, but I have this feeling like someday he'll be gone and we're going to really miss you know, him kissing us on the head and then it came true. And I always knew I'd lose Brandon, um, but I always thought I'd lose Brandon to his peanut allergy. I never thought I'd lose him to, you know, suicide, especially not how I lost him. 
never in a million years did I expect the how to be what it was. Um, you know, I'd had visions of him hanging, and so I think I had my head set on that. And also, you know, he got uh, the highest marks in hunter safety and everything. And I'd never let him in our safe at home because um, I just knew better. That's not something you're supposed to do. Um, your parents have to care. I'm sure your mom cares about you like that. I mean, I, I don't, I, I would assume that every parent loves their kids the way I love my boys because they're my whole universe, you know? Um, but I guess, you know, it never occurred to me to change the safe combo because it also, it never occurred to me that he had it. The boys allowance was in our safe, but also, um, there was times where like they, the boys had had a cookie bake off for Cody's birthday and one of the kids thought the other kid would eat his cookies. So he had Rob lock the cookies in the freaking, um, safe and like we had to get them out every time they wanted a cookie, but at the same time, like if they wanted allowance money to take a girl to the dance or something, like I would send the boys upstairs when I opened the safe because I didn't even want them to hear the numbers be pushed and like guess the combo or anything. So in my mind, it never occurred to me that he could know the combo to that safe. Later on, I found out that somebody, from somebody that he did know the combo and they thought I knew he knew. And I was like, well, I don't know why you didn't like verify with me, but I never, you know, people who knew how he was going to do it, there were people who knew how he was going to do it and that didn't tell me. I hate that because like I said, I was so certain he was going to hang himself because another kid in Reno had just done that. And you know, um, Robin Williams had just done that and Chester, ben Chester, I, Chester Pennington. Oh my God, my brain, Ch Ch Chester. And then um, Kate Spade and you know, they'd all just had hung themselves. And so in my mind, like that's what was gonna happen. And I mean, he and I had even talked about that when he'd first disclosed and stuff about how I had visions and how like every time I heard a noise in his room, I thought he was hanging and it was like his feet dangling. And I heard these like crazy loud thumps sometimes and I swear to God, I thought it was him hanging. And, and now what's crazy is what I know now is, um. <laughs> He was making TikTok videos. Like there's this one video and I think I've posted it, but if not, it's on his page where he, he posts a message to all the haters and he's like, here's what you do. Like you go this far back and then you do this and then he does this spin kick. So it, the act of a five foot nine boy jumping three feet in the air in his bedroom and then landing makes the craziest thump you've ever heard. And when I go, I go, buddy, what was that? He goes, my remote fell. And I'm like, okay, well he answered, so he's alive. His remote didn't fall. <laughs> it was a spin kick on TikTok. But, um, you know, I just so, like, the day when I knew he was gone, the day he was gone, I was in class at school and I was coming home from work after that. Like, I, instead of going home after that, after class, I um, I was at the stoplight one mile from my house. And if I could, if I would have went straight, I would have come home in time. And instead, because of my OCD, I turned left and went back to work to get my um lunch box because i didn't want to leave dirty dishes over night <laughs> and if i'd gone straight i mean i guess two things would have happened one is that i could have stopped him or two is i would have heard it but uh you know we had talked about all that kind of stuff and so i knew i knew driving home that day because i had texted the boys and said hey i'm on my way home from work can you guys get off games and do your laundry and 
clean up and Cody said, Brandon's not home. And I never look at the cameras ever, but what I did do is I have driveway cameras and um, I have, you know, the front door camera where we got broken into. And so at three o'clock when Cody got home, I'd get a, a ring alert and I wouldn't even look at it. It would just say ring alert at three o'clock and I knew, okay, Cody's home. And then at like three, between 3.13 and 3.15, I'd get another ringler and I'd say, okay, I know Brandon's home. So the both boys are in there. And then what I would see is um, the alarm app would come up on my phone and it would say like Mateo alarm disarmed. So I knew that they had gotten in the house safely. And then um, I would see Brandon get home. And then when Brandon got home, I would see the alarm app say Mateo house armed. And I knew that Brandon had armed him in because he always alarmed him in. So I knew that day both my boys were home safe and doing fine. And then, so I text and say like, hey, you guys need to do your laundry and you know, get off games, blah, 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 blah. And Cody goes, well, Brandon's not home. And I knew like right then that he was gone um, because I knew Brandon had come home and I hadn't seen the alarm like disengage and I hadn't seen, um, you know, any other like camera alerts go off. And I pulled up the cameras in the house and I saw him go out the garage door, I thought, but it turns out it was when he was setting the alarm and because of what happened when he died, it um, delayed my uh, cameras. So when I thought he was leaving, it was actually like 30 minutes prior when he was just arming them in the house and I didn't know that. And then there was no footage anymore after that. So I thought, well, there's no, nothing else is recorded. So you know, he must just be asleep in his room or something, but Cody said he's not home at all, and Cody would know, like, he can see in his room. So then I thought, well, I guess, you know, the only thing I can come up with is if he went out, like, the door to my bedroom or the door by the kitchen, like, to go out back or something. I never worried about Brandon running away because he always said, Mom, what, why would I run away? The food's at the house. Like, I would never leave. Um... I worked six minutes away, so I hauled ass home. And I was like certain, you know, when I opened the garage door, I'd see him hanging in the garage, because the last thing I saw, in my opinion, was him going in the garage, but it was actually him setting the alarm. So when I opened the garage and he wasn't there, I actually had a moment of like thinking, you know, maybe he was actually okay. You know, I, I, I really thought he was fine, um, and he wasn't. And um, I found him, not Cody, but I found him. Um, in my home office where I was just doing the podcast at originally. But like I said, uh, a boy, a boy knew like, you know, so he texted that girl, but the girl didn't have her phone. Her mom had her phone. Um, but he texted the boy long before the girl actually, like when he got off the bus, he was talking to the boy on his phone. He had his AirPods in and they were having a conversation. And then, um, I don't know, they had. They used to literally like, they used to stay on the phone for seven hours, but they would do this weird thing, I can't even explain it, but they would, um, like if it was, if I said, okay, it's dinner time, I'm in Brandon's sweats. If I said, okay, it was dinner time, Brandon would stay on the phone with this kid. I didn't learn this for a long time, but put his phone in his pocket. So this kid heard all of our dinner conversations and everything, but essentially it was like some kind of, kind of game to see like who could stay on the phone longer or something, I guess, I don't even know. So that day, I believe that when Brandon was walking home from the bus or something like that, the boy hung up. And I don't know if it was intentional or what happened, but the boy had hung up. 
but Brandon had already told him like, you know, I'm, he told him all weekend, I'm going to kill myself. And he'd even told the girl like that, um, that the boy had stayed up with him all night to like make sure he lived and stuff. And again, the boy knew how, so that's important. The boy knew how. What's more important is that the boy's mom knew and the boy's mom knew how. Um, and she later came up to me and said like, oh, I'm so proud of myself. I knew and I did, you know, I respected your privacy and like didn't say anything. And um, so the boy hung up and then I can see that he texted Brandon after that and said like, hey, you wanna get on Xbox? And Brandon's like, no, I'm gonna kill myself now. And the kid's like, no. And Brandon said, yeah. And then the kid said something and Brandon's like, dude, you hung up, you know? And like, I think that that was kind of the final straw. Like you hung up, you know, you ended the game. People had told me that he was, um, you know, had disclosed, but he, I never knew how, like none of them had told me how. And I now know that a few of them knew the how, but this boy especially knew the how. Like looking through his phone now, I can see several times that Brandon tells him how. And so later when the mom found me at the school, like two days after Brandon died or something, she said, I'm so proud of myself. You know, I knew everything and I respected your privacy and I told my son, like, we don't talk about other people's business. We don't tell people about this. We just keep this private, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what? what? Um, like my brain short circuited. Like, did you just tell me that you knew not only like that he was suicidal again, um, but how? And, so later she like wrote to me and was like, oh, you know, my son's so lonely now. Like, what about him? Nobody's paying attention to him. And I'm like, I can't even give you what you want right now. Like, I want to kick your teeth in. So it's probably best if I'm not like who you text, you know? Um, and that kid's never spoken to me again. Like I tried reaching out to that kid and I, and any, what, so what bothers me are a few things. Like he lied to me a lot. So first of all, since I have Brandon's phone, I know that they had texted a lot and I know that they had texted about it. And I asked him, I was like, you know, did Brandon ever talk about what was going on? He's like, no, like we never talk about anything like that, only ever games. And I was like, bro, I can read your text. Like I can see that you guys talked about it. I'm just asking like if he ever talked about it, you know, in person or like on the phone. And I go, and you're the last person he talked to on the phone. I was just asking about that conversation. He goes, I don't remember. I don't know what you're talking about. And, and it's like, what do you mean you don't remember and you don't know what I'm talking about? You're the last person he talked to and you don't remember any of that conversation? That's perplexing. Um, so later I said, you know, I know that I can see like that he texted you about how and all of that and he's like, no clue, I don't remember any of it. Um, so that's always bothered me because he could have definitely prevented it and I always, it's like I wanna tell his mom like, I really would have rather had the cops at my house because you guys have reported him for being suicidal than why I like have the cops at my house for the reason I did. And I would tell parents and kids like a thousand times over, never ever ever respect someone's privacy, please every time like call 911 because again, like I'd really rather have the cops there for the other reason than why I had them here. Um, so he texted that kid and said, I'm gonna kill myself now. And the kid was like, no. And Brandon goes, yes, this is the last time you're ever gonna hear from me ever. And that was it. Like he never texted the kid again. And what's crazy is the kid didn't text him to check on him for five hours. Um, and he was like, hey dude, wanna play a game? Like, you know, waited five hours to follow up with that message. Brandon was already long gone. 
And then Brandon had gone in his room um, and then he went in the bathroom upstairs and then he did his hair and like tucked in his shirt and stuff and went downstairs. While he was in the bathroom, because of the timestamp, I can see he um, wrote a goodbye letter to the girl. And then he went in my office and like prepared everything. And then at 3.33, I think it is, he um, texted her, hey, and she didn't reply, which wasn't her fault. She didn't have her phone, which he had no way of knowing. She didn't have her phone. Normally when she got her phone taken away, she gave a warning like, hey, my mom wants my phone. But this day, her mom just like took her phone while she was walking by. And so he didn't know that all day the reason they hadn't texted is because her mom had taken her phone. Um, so he texted her, hey, and then he waited 13 minutes and she didn't reply. So he went back over to his notes app and cut and pasted the note he'd written her at, um, he wrote her the note at like 327 or something, I think. I don't know, I have it all on his phone, but he cut and pasted it. And at 346, he pushed, paste, send, and he was gone that fast. And I got home at 546, I think. So, yeah, I don't even remember how we started this conversation. But I know we talked about the cacti. I actually always really want to talk about this stuff. I don't talk about it because Cody doesn't want to know. But I also just don't talk about it because it's hard for people to hear. I really don't talk about it because TikTok bans me every time I talk about it or someone reports me. I'm not sure which of the two it is. Um, but I definitely feel like I'm doing an injustice to uh, prevention if I don't actually talk about the true how and stuff. That's always bothered me. Like for me, you can't do, you know, justice to how, or like prevention if you don't talk about how and you don't warn parents and stuff. Um, so I've always definitely uh, wanted to talk about it, but in my crusade to protect Cody, I try to keep quiet about it. I definitely know Cody won't be showing up on my podcast. I did learn that his friends appear in my live so I had to stop talking about everything in live. And I did hear that some younger friends of mine or some friends of mine, like younger kids, I'm talking like nine and 10, have dropped in on my lives before and heard you know, some of this stuff. And so I have to not ever talk about it in live now on TikTok because these kids can see it. Um, what do you want to know about Renan? This is crazy, Gloria, because the podcast of the century is happening and nobody has made it here. So you have, you know, um, yeah, you needed to report and disclose every single time. I mean, for no other reason, in my opinion, than, um, just to not have to carry that burden alone. And I'm not saying Brandon was a burden. I'm saying afterwards, like if you don't report it and you don't disclose what you feel after, I guarantee sucks. Like I guarantee if you're the person who didn't you know, like I said, Brandon disclosed three times, but people only told me two times and that kid told me zero times. But if you're someone who told me the first two times and not the third time, the weight that they carry, um, that's a burden. Let's see. I used to be the kid who talked other kids out of suicidal, but see, you didn't, you, you know, you might've talked them out of it that night, but, um, and I'm not, you know, not being mean or anything here, but like you didn't, 
you have to tell their parents like you have to tell the parents and if they have shitty parents that's why i always say if they have shitty parents also please tell the school counselor um or like call 911 and just make sure it's documented anywhere else publicly because sometimes there's shitty parents out there who who do that shitty thing that are like what do you have to be depressed about you have everything you have no reason to be sad and then that kid feels like well thanks you've made it worse now you know now my mom's on my shit so what I always say is like, make sure you tell like the school counselor or just fucking call 911 because 911 is the only, besides like suicide prevention lines, 911 is the only place actually trained to handle suicide. Teachers do not get suicide training and super newsflash, um, school counselors do not get suicide training at all. They don't get grief training. Um, so I always, 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 always recommend, you know, uh, calling 911 because they are suicide trained, you know? And then that way also, the officers can make it more significant to the parents, um, I guess is the way to say it. And uh, I already did the wings different. I knew I would do that. This is why I have left off painting the left wing because my right arm doesn't know how to do left painting the way that it knows how to do right painting. Anyway, um, so officers can do like well checks and see I have two different wings now. Two different wings, God bless it. <coughs> Officer, um, Brandon was a Leo the lion and I'm a Scorpio. And Brandon was the most Leo I've ever met in my life. Uh, my birth dad committed suicide when I was 12 years old. And my grandmother, my birth dad's dad was a Scorpio and I'm a Scorpio. And both of our firstborn Leo sons committed suicide, which I find kind of gnarly. If you ask me so but he he was super Leo the reason that his foundation his nonprofit is um, like helping you know at-risk youth and stuff is because Brandon would literally give you the shirt off of his back there were times when his friends like didn't have lunch money and I would get an alert from his lunch money fund that he was his lunch money account was empty again and I was like what the fuck like this is not humanly possible you know and then I would log in and realize that um, he was buying like two of everything. And finally I was like, bro, what's going on? And he's like, oh, my friend's lunch cart has been empty like all month. So I've been buying his lunch. And, and he, was, he was the kind of kid that if, I was, that if I was the kind of parent that was like, fuck that, that's not our job, right? And like didn't continue to fund his account, he would have gone to his piggy bank and gotten the money out and funded himself. But obviously I'm the kind of parent that was like, okay, no worries. Now that I know I've reloaded it for enough lunches for the month, you know, and then I got a hold of the kids' parents and it turns out like the kids' parents had gone through a divorce and um, the kid's dad didn't know because the mom had always handled it that he wasn't getting the emails that his son's lunch account was empty. So he just had no idea. So finally after a while I texted him and was like, hey, just want to let you know, like I've been rebilling blanks lunch card um and i don't mind doing that forever but i just wanted to let you know and he's like what oh my god like his mom didn't even tell me <laughs> and my birth dad was you know same way my birth dad was like if he saw a homeless person a thousand times out of a thousand he was going to um give them money and i remember after he'd passed away my grandma and i were at the car wash and we were vacuuming out her car and a homeless person came by and asked for money and Grams said no. And I was like, Grams, you have a bunch of cash in your ashtray. And she's like, ugh, you know, I hope your dad didn't see me just now because your dad would be so mad if I didn't give him money. And um, 
knowing that little tidbit about my dad because I didn't know much about him. From that moment on, for my whole life, I always have given out money, you know? My partner, they really are. They're, it's amazing how like Leos are. They're just, they literally just want to help the world, you know? And, they, I, and it's almost like they can't help it. It's almost like it's a compulsion to just help the world, I think. I, I don't know. I can't explain it, but I feel like definitely... You know, Leo's without even consciously realizing what they are doing, just they just want everyone to be okay, I think is how it comes down to. Like they don't want anyone to feel less than, to feel without, to feel hungry, to not feel okay. So, um Brandon Brandon made me a better human for sure. I mean, I wasn't a bad human before, but having Brandon made me want to be better for him. Like I wanted to be the mom that he, you know, dreamed of when he closed his eyes and stuff. And I wanted to be the, the daughter my dad would be proud of knowing how my dad used to give and stuff. Like I always wanted to be some, someone that like when he looked down from wherever he was at, he thought, you know, my daughter is doing good. And that's just always what I wanted to become was someone that the people who've left me and are watching me could be proud of. My grandpa committed suicide in 2016 and I found him. And I never really did a lot of like home repairs and stuff, but he was a woodworker. He learned it in prison and he had done my very first kitchen remodel, which was just sanding and staining all the cabinets and making them nice and stuff and fixing up a lot of the house when we bought it because it was a shit show when we got it. And so when I got the divorce and this house was mine and I was starting to take care of it all on my own, I really learned how to do things the right way and learned how to do crazy things that I'd never known how to do before just because I wanted, like if my grandpa was watching, I wanted him to be proud of like what I'd learned. Um, oh my God, my plan to take, my plan with Brandon in Portland was to go to Cody Jinks. He was gonna be in Portland, but um, no, Whitey Morgan, I'm sorry. And we were gonna go to, uh, uh, Hawthorne and Division Street, essentially, like walk all the way up Hawthorne, do, um, you know, bread and ink jam on Hawthorne, um, come down Division and go to Salt and Straw. Across from Salt and Straw is the food truck land. And at the time, I don't know if it's still there, but in the food truck land was this little, uh, like wood fired pizza place. It also had amazing burgers, but they had these fucking tater tots with this, like, lemon aioli that was legit. And so I wanted to take Brandon to that food truck land because then they also had like a waffle shop in there. And then they had um, like a Mexican joint, but they had a vegan bakery and you know, I'm vegan. So it was like mom wins too. Uh, they had um, a couple other really kick-ass things, but I really wanted to take him to get that burger. And the, um, tater tots with that lemon aioli because those tater tots well so they were truffle tater tots right and then I mean coming down division like so next to salt and straw there's a french bakery and I wanted to take Brandon to the french bakery and then plus like you guys have Pete's coffee which is like ooh, we don't have Pete's coffee really I mean we have them in grocery stores it's not the same um and then you guys have a couple like uh, is it petunias that's a gluten-free vegan or well, yeah it's a gluten-free vegan place so salt and straw always has a vegan ice cream by petunias um, but I definitely wanted to take him to the waffle window at Bread and Ink, and um, then there was another place, I can't even remember the name of it right now, but I had like one of the best pastas I've ever had in my life there. And then when I first went, like years ago when I took Cody to Hawthorne and Division, Pick's Patisserie was on 
either Hawthorne or Division. So I wanted to take Brandon to Picks. Picks had since relocated. And then McMinimins, for sure, I wanted to take him to the McMinimins on Hawthorne with all the Grateful Dead stuff. Um, so we had, you know, just plans to eat until like, you know, we were gonna pass out. Um, and then go listen to Whitey Morgan, which is my favorite band, which that's who I was going to see when I found the giant cacti and stuff. But um, Whitey did an acoustic show that New Year's and that's what I had played for Brandon when we went and bought his guitar. And he was kind of amazed at what you could do acoustic. So one of the things that Whitey covered was, um, it was an old, oh my God, who is it? Why is my brain not function? I know why, grief. Uh, social, social distortion song. So social distortion sings um, Take Away My Ball and Chain. But uh, they covered like 99 to life or something, or they did 99 to life and Whitey Morgan did that acoustic, which no one had ever heard like social distortion acoustic. And then he covered Blues Man Acoustic, which is a beautiful song. And Brandon was, I told him, I go, I played this song to your dad like years ago and he just didn't get it. And Brandon listened for like 30 seconds and he's like, well, I got it right away. And so Brandon had plans to play me a lot of songs um, on his guitar and whatnot, but we, yeah, so we were gonna go see Whitey in Oregon. We were gonna eat everything until we couldn't walk anymore. You guys used to have a churro shop there too. It was called like So Chill, X-O-C-H-I-L or maybe, wait, that might be the brand of my potato chips. I love tortilla chips. Uh, I think, no, it was called churro, but it was like X-U-R-O. And it was this churro shop that like the last night my best friend and I were in Portland because I think that time we'd gone to see either Eric Church or George Strait. All I know is we were up at wherever they do the concerts, like really far away from fucking Hawthorne and Division. And you have to take this bus thing or this little tram to get back to Hawthorne and Division. And you have to pass like the scuzzy food trucks. And we got tired of waiting for the bus, so we thought, you know, we can walk. Shouldn't have done that. My feet are still mad. It's been like five years, and my feet are still mad about that walk. Um, why did I start this? Why did I start this? Why did I start this? Hawthorne Divisions. No, I lost it. I lost it. Oh, the Shiro place. So it was our last night there, and we'd, we'd eaten some incredible food. I mean, we would pretty much walk everywhere we went because um, that was our way of justifying like the amount of food we ate. But if we had to go anywhere far, far, like we would, uh, um, Uber and, uh, but we, I mean, we just walked like the Hawthorne division. Oh, from the fucking concert to back. No, I can't believe we walked either. Like she's still mad at me to this day. I mean, she's mad at me for a lot of other things, but that was the dumbest shit. We, and the worst part is, Okay, so the funniest part about that concert is that I had just had an allergy test and I guess I'm allergic to hazelnuts, but I didn't quite register it because like three weeks before I had eaten an entire jar of Nutella. I did not discover Nutella until I was like 35. And at like 35 and a half, I had an allergy test and the allergy test was like, surprise, you're allergic to hazelnuts and almonds and all this stuff. And I was like, huh? Like, how's that? You know, like I ate a whole jar of Nutella yesterday. This was before I lost all the weight and stuff. So I was really confused and I had a hard time remembering I was allergic to hazelnuts. So on our way to the show, 
we picked a place to eat that was right near the little tram thing that could take you to where you're going and we picked this Italian place and they had this dessert that was like a flourless chocolate hazelnut cake some just amazing whatever and I hoovered that I mean I got like a really amazing like wood-fired pizza and stuff first but anyway, what happened is right around the time that we sat down, I think it was George Strait, we sat down for George, I broke out in full body hives. And I'm not talking like little hives, I'm talking full body, holy shit hives, right? And I obviously have no Claritin or anything in my bag and I'm kind of panicking. So I go down to like, I just start walking around the venue and I'm like, help, you know? And I find the um, like paramedics on site and I'm like, hey, do you guys have any Claritin or anything? And they're like, oh, well, we can only give it to you via IV. And at this point I'm bleeding because I'm scratching so hard. I'm like, that's fine. And they go, no, if we give you an IV, we have to take you out of here on a stretcher. And I was like, oh, I'll be fine. I'll just, I'll just make it through. So we get through the whole show. And then at the end of the show, when we were waiting for that tram, it's like we would have been three trams back and I was like, I can't wait any longer for some Claritin, so fuck it, like, let's just walk. I know there's like a little convenience store down there and I can get some Claritin and stuff and we'll be fine. But we were wearing like stupid cowboy boots and we weren't fine. And so we were walking and it's like, we, I did get the Claritin at least at the convenience store. But then what I thought was like a half mile was like over two miles or something in, in uncomfortable cowboy boots, I don't even know. You know, and half of it I couldn't breathe for until I got the Claritin. And even when I got the Claritin, like I had to wait for it to take effect, right? So that was just a freaking, it was all a disaster. So anyway, we, um, yeah, we walked and you walked past like shitty food truck land. It was funny because I could barely breathe and I felt like shit, but I was like, I wonder what's over there to eat. And she's like, I am not stopping at that fucking place to eat right now. Like I'm over it. I didn't want to walk this far. We're going back to the hotel. And I was like, okay. Um... We in Reno now have a sizzle pie, which comes out of Portland. And we also have a, a Pine State Biscuits, but they don't have vegan in Reno. Did Brandon have favorite artists? Um, Imagine Dragons and 21 Pilots. I actually took him to an Imagine Dragons concert in Sacramento, just me and him. And we went out to eat dinner. And one of Brandon's like favorite things, so Brandon's like favorite foods he would tell you were uh, ribeye and white rice, because he was Filipino. But his other favorite food, like really favorite food, and this is taking dessert off the table, was eggs, fried eggs. I mean, all eggs, but fried eggs. So when we went to Sacramento, uh, we saw Imagine Dragons in the Warriors um, arena. And wherever we ate, like right down the street from there, they had a really good steak with a fried egg on top and then some like really good potatoes. And he just went like animal style on this shit and ate it all. Um, it was his first concert at that point. And it was funny because he didn't know what to expect. And the Imagine Dragons had the worst opening band I've ever seen in my life. I don't even know if you could call a band. It was this crazy fucking girl in like hot pink or some shit like and neons and, and weird and like just screaming at the world. And I was terrified. And I remember sitting there thinking, this is going to be the worst show I've ever encountered. And I regret every second of it. Like after seeing this opener, son of a bitch, I keep sticking my hand in the fucking paint. Um, so we both like didn't know what the hell to expect after that lady came out and opened we were both just like really thought we'd made a mistake so um this was shortly after the vegas shooting had happened and imagine dragons is actually out of vegas so like the the singer came out and talked about that which was awesome 
and it's awesome because he connected with it. You know, a lot of musicians talked about it, but they didn't have like a, a straight connection with it, but he did. And um, so that was great. But what was really amazing, and it was like right under our face the whole time, is that they did an acoustic show partway through. The other thing that was really cool, so initially Brandon like wouldn't move. He was just like shocked, didn't really know what to expect. And then um, when they started singing, he recorded every second of that concert. And when we, like when we got home, he would lay in his bed and watch the videos and just listen to that concert over and 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 over, and over again. But um, the lead singer of Imagine Dragons has one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard in my whole entire life. And I, I don't say that lightly. His voice is so dumbed down on their albums. I mean, his voice is stunning. But the coolest thing by far about Imagine Dragons is their drums. Um, every person in the band at one point had a drum next to them. Like even, you know, the lead singers had one drum and they would be drumming. But there was a point where they rolled out this giant, like, I don't even know. You know, it's not like a bongo drum because it was like as tall as me. But they rolled out this giant drum, like, you know, as tall as me. And every person there had a drum. And they did this interlude and they just started playing the drums, right? Like... And it became almost your heartbeat. It was like primal. And I love, love, love drums. I mean, Brandon's named after um, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue's son, Brandon. And Tommy Lee from Motley Crue is the drummer. And Brandon actually had drums growing up because I wanted him to learn drums, you know? But um, I love drums. I think that that's like the heartbeat of a song, you know? So this whole like arena goes silent as the, this drum beat just like takes over your soul. And it literally, I swear to God, your heart like sinks to this drum beat. And Brandon's like, I mean, just, he's fucking mesmerized, right? Even, so am I. Like, I've seen a lot of concerts in my lifetime. And when I tell you that Imagine Dragons was the best concert I've ever seen, I'm not kidding. Because it's, it's fucking phenomenal, right? So I'm stunned. I'm just watching this like, holy shit, you know, is this real? I mean, this is what drumming should be like. Like, this is, this is amazing. And then, you know, when he sings, I mean, just Jesus, like, his voice is beautiful. Well, literally, like, we don't have the greatest seats. We're kind of far back. So all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you know, the, the band's, like, walking around the stage. And they walk right below us. And I don't know how we did not see this, because it's literally right below us. A light shines, and right below us was a little acoustic stage. So they'd come off the main stage, and there was a little acoustic stage. It had an acoustic guitar, a microphone, and, like, a hand drum. And they did an entire like three or four song set fully acoustic. And I swear I had goosebumps for like a solid, you know, 25 minutes or however long that set was. I've never heard anything more beautiful in my life. And that's probably right around the time that Brandon fell in love with like acoustic guitar and stuff was hearing that moment of like, wow. And uh, so it was beautiful. But I mean, I when I say like, you know, just, they just don't do justice to the lead singer's voice on the album. They really, I don't know if it's like they dub it down or I don't even know the words for it, but they they destroy it. The beauty of his voice is amazing and I'm so glad that was Brandon's first concert. He also got to go down to San Francisco with me and see Cody Jinx live in a really beautiful theater. And we stayed at um, the Hyatt across from the Ferry Building. And to this date, that's my favorite Brandon story ever probably. And it's that, so we stayed at the Hyatt that looks like, I think, I think it looks like a triangle, but it's right across from the ferry building. And I used to take Brandon to the ferry building, like when I ran races and stuff, and there's a, a bakery in there that serves a um, pot de creme that he loved. But on this trip, he also discovered like a strawberry pot de creme thing. And 
So essentially, we took Brandon there for his birthday for this concert and just to eat at um, the Ferry Building. So our hotel across the street had like the inside was hollow. So if you went up to like this top floor, you could look down inside the whole hotel because it was a triangle, right? And I'm afraid of heights, so I'm shitting my pants. I'm not even kidding. I'm fucking, I can't. Like when we get close to our hotel room, the end of the hallway is just straight windows because it's this triangle thing. I have really bad vertigo. So what happened is, it's not a joke. I had to get on my hands and knees and crawl to my hotel room because the whole hotel was spinning and like tilting and I couldn't do it. I thought I was gonna like fall off the world. Brandon is laughing like his whole body off. Just, he thinks this is the greatest thing he's ever seen. His mother's crawling across the hotel room because I couldn't do it, like I couldn't. So we get to our room and in our room was a fucking like a balcony and you could open the door. And I'm like, oh fuck no, you're gonna fall out of the door. Never mind that at this time he's like probably, you know, five foot seven and the, the balcony was like, you know, four feet tall. So for him to fall over would have been probably virtually impossible, but I didn't have that kind of logic in the moment. And it was extra funny because when I had very first taken Brandon to San Francisco and he was a little guy and we had like Cody and a little carrier, Brandon was trying to peer over, you know, like the pier downtown where the Christmas tree is and look at the walruses. And in the photo of Brandon peering over is me holding his shirt. So in the photo of Brandon trying to peer over the balcony, not for any reason at all, like why well, I wasn't trying to recreate anything, is me holding his shirt. And he, again, like one of the best photos of Brandon that exists, and I've posted it before, is he's laying on the bed of a hotel in San Francisco, laughing his ass off, trying to tell his dad, because his dad was like checking in or something, that his mom was holding onto him, thinking he was gonna fall over the balcony, like, but just like riotous laughter, right? So he's like, I wanna to ride to the top of the hotel. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm gonna fucking throw up. Like, I can't even, I can't even, I'm not, you know, but okay, all right, off to the top floor we go. So we get in the hotel, the elevator, and we can't go all the way to the top floor because apparently like our key won't let us in. And this pisses us all off. But the toppest floor we could go to, I wanna say was like floor 12 or something. And on floor 12, they had this like fancy water bottle refill thing that had like activated charcoal coconut some shit so we rode back down to our room I think we got a water bottle so then we could go back up to the fancy floor and Brandon got like a water bottle and filled it up with a fancy you know 12th floor water well we wanted to go to the top floor but our key wouldn't take us and finally somebody gets on who has a key to go up there so we follow him and we get off the elevator thinking like cool we're here we're gonna go and they stop us and they're like um uh, what, the, what do they call it? The Hyatt? I can't remember what they call it, but they're like, do you have a pass to be here? You have to have the special card. And I'm like, no. And it looks like a restaurant. And they're like, oh, sorry. This is for blah, 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 whatever only. And we're like, well, how do we get this? And they're like, well, you need to go downstairs and ask permission, you know, and like pay. And we're like, okay. So, we go back downstairs and we go to the um, like concierge lady. Now, please know that we had rolled into town, you know, in like our comfy clothes. So I'm a personal trainer who lives in gym clothes. So I'm in my gym clothes. My cut, my friends in like you know her active wear or whatever. Brandon's in his Brandon clothes, and we don't look like anything. But my best friend works on a mine and makes you know more money than my husband and I combined in just one of her bonuses. Like 
she makes more money than us combined plus more in her annual salary but this woman had no idea right so we go over and we're like hey how do we get to floor 14 and the lady goes oh that's for very rich businessmen only and we were like well can we go she goes no it's for rich businessmen and i go well how do we find out the cost she says it's very expensive and I'm pissed and I'm like what is very expensive and she was you know you'd have to ask the front desk but if they didn't tell you it's probably because they didn't think you could afford it and I'm like at this point I'm gonna mortgage my house to afford this thing right no guess what it was like something like $70 for the weekend for Brandon Rob and I and then like a hundred dollars if we added my friend for three days of, this is what it turns out to be at the top floor. It's a circular restaurant, but it's not a restaurant anymore. It's just free food. So when I say they made you tacos that were steak, they didn't just make steak tacos. They made ribeye tacos, fucking ribeye tacos. Every single item up there came from the farmer's market or from the ferry building across the street. So thick slices of fresh baked acne bread from um, the ferry building. Uh, the good olive oils from over there, like I said, ribeye tacos, all the like best appetizers in the world. And essentially, 24 hours a day, there was food up there, unlimited food, a whole full fucking espresso maker, like a, a bigger than a Starbucks espresso machine with unlimited like milks and beers for a dollar. Like we were on our way to our concert and Rob's like, hold the fuck up. I can get a beer for a dollar or we can go to the concert and I can get a beer for $10. <clears throat> Gonna add some beers to my pocket, right? Brandon's got more fucking ribeye steak piled up on his plate than I even know what's going on with. He's just thrilled as fuck. But the best part was he got this little silver card to enter into the Hyatt Club. And for the rest of the weekend, he walked around and was like, yes, I'm a rich businessman. I'm a part of the rich businessmen's club. And he told everyone after that like the best part of the whole trip for that child was that he got to be part of the rich businessmen's club and i was so mad like for still i'm still mad i'm still mad at that woman who looked at me in my gym clothes you know and looked at my son and my friend and her you know like travel wear and thought like what like we couldn't afford 70 dollars. but no matter what like did you think we weren't good enough to be in your thing when we went up there the next day like they had breakfast served up there some kind of i don't even know remember what that was um they had some of the best salsas I've ever seen, um, muffins, like snacks, desserts. I mean, it was just unlimited, like nonstop free food all the time for one flat fee of $70 for the whole weekend. And it happened to be in the top of a, like an old, it was an old rotating restaurant, you know, at the top of the Hyatt across from the ferry building. So you could walk around and see the ocean from every fucking angle in the world. And like, ew, ew. <laughs> I couldn't believe that lady just I don't know that's one of those times where it's like you know don't ever judge a book by its cover you don't know like how much money we have or you don't know how much we budgeted for this trip maybe we don't have a lot of money but you know maybe we budgeted to be in the Hyatt Club just because it would save us money on meals I mean hell when I blogged about that years later because I used to be a mommy blogger people said like seriously anytime that they can stay at a Hyatt that has the Hyatt Club they will just because it saves them a fortune on food traveling because you can eat all of your meals almost there and they're good ass meals. But if your meals came from the freaking farmer's market across the street at the ferry building, dude, holy shit. Oh no, my AirPod's dying. I need to go find my other AirPod. Ah, oh no.
Ow. Hang on, let me just finish these lines. I'm trying to build the sunset into this, um, the bee one, since I put the sunset in the cactus one. So I trade changed the honeycomb into clover, not clover, uh, sunset. Hang on, I gotta go get my AirPods. Ow, but my leg doesn't like to stand up right now. Oh, I'm so old. Ow, 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 ow. Ow, okay. Ow. What's your next Brandon question? <laughs> I could talk about Brandon for hours. There's photos of him here in my garage too. My AirPods not gonna make it properly, but this is my favorite photo of Brandon in existence right here. It was actually the day that we went to his ADHD doctor, or it wasn't his ADHD doctor. Well, kind of, it was a, how do I get rid of that glare? There we go. Um, it was a doctor who tested for everything. And that's who tested him for his ADHD and told him like, you're fucking brilliant, but yeah, you have ADHD and see so we have super bees and Brandon's and uh, um, he was like, wait, you mean I'm smart? Like I could go to college and stuff? And he was so happy. Like that doctor probably Gosh. saved his life. But that day we sat outside of, like outside of the doctor's office upstairs. He had um, a chess or a checkers board, I think checkers. And we played um, checkers together like for hours, you know, not hours, but just every time we were waiting for his doctor. He was not open at first. At first he only disclosed to his friends and okay, what have you done with your AirPod, Shannon? Oh, I think I put it on the couch. When he disclosed to his friends that very first time, um, I left, I was training a client at the time and I just walked out on the client. I said, I'm sorry, I have to go right now. And I was like five minutes from home, if that. And I hauled ass home, came running in the house, flew up the stairs, sobbing and just ran into his room and like jumped on his bed and hugged him and said, um, okay, now I don't know where my AirPods are, okay. Sorry, we're gonna go on a house adventure here while I look for them. Um, just hugged him and said like, I love you, it's okay. I, you know, I, I'm not even gonna ask why, I just need to know, like need you to know that I love you and I'm here for you and um, you know, buddy, I wish I would've told you sooner that I suffer too. I didn't wanna put it in your head. I asked him how long he'd been suffering. He said since age 12, he's 14. I said, fuck, you know, that's when I started suffering too. And I go, I just, I never wanted to tell you and like, like I said, you know, put it in your head and make it a thing. I bet you anything my AirPods are in the fucking garage. Oh, they're on the charger. <laughs> um, and so we talked about how, you know, I'd start, I go, when you guys were little, when you and Cody were little, there was a time where like literally I would go, hang on, uh, like five days without taking a shower. And I suffered like such bad depression that um, I couldn't even, you know, function really. And uh, I have such a hard time making my AirPods connect. Hang on, what's going on here? Plug in, I hope you can still hear me. Hopefully you can still hear me. Um, so I had just told him like, you know, I suffer too. And it was, like I said, it was so bad. I had, I would go like five days without showering. I would just use like a baby wipe and stuff. Um, and I bet they're connected to my stupid fucking computer. <laughs> Let me disconnect them. Um, so after that, he had said uh, that he'd written in his journal. He'd only written in his journal like three times. And both two, the first two times were, I'm mad at my mom, she took away my Xbox. Um, and the third time was, today's the best day of my life because I found out I'm not the only one who suffers from depression. I'm not alone. Um, Charlie out.
Out, out, out. No, no, you gotta go out of here. Sorry, Charlie likes to come to my office and pee on things. Out. Did these things connect yet? Or, um, so yeah, after that, he became much How about now?
It's better if I take them out. Like, can you hear me with them out? I feel like it wouldn't be very good audio with them out. forgot to turn off the other day and I'm betting my iPad's connecting to it. But also my Mac is awake and so my AirPods will do this thing where they go from my phone to my Mac to my phone to my Mac. I don't even actually know where my freaking phone is, but I just took, now I've lost my water. I just took my AirPods out. So hopefully you can hear me without my AirPods in. I know a lot of times when I try to do like um, TikTok lives and stuff, people can't hear me if I have my AirPods out. So whatever, we'll try it without AirPods. I'm gonna have to jump up in a second to go find my water because I guess I lost it when I went to find my AirPod case. Um, I'm supposed to be doing a psychology midterm right now and I'm painting. <laughs> but I'm like really sick of college right now only because of the discussion part. They're making us do discussions for online school and we have to cite every fucking discussion and I don't know, I know that, I understand that in their mind, the discussion session section is like to emulate, you know, like how you would talk about stuff in class, but I've never had a discussion in class and like stopped in the middle of it and cited my fucking point. You know, you just get in arguments with each other and talk and like have discussions. And so I'm really irritated by this whole citing your sources thing in the middle of a fucking discussion. And I feel like it's just busy work. And I feel like it's a waste of time when I could be doing something else. And then they want us to do a PowerPoint which was fine, I'm on board with the PowerPoint, but they want me to talk, like they want me to record. <sighs> Did he ever say, Brandon and I were actually gonna get matching cactus tattoos when he turned 15. So yeah, he wanted a tattoo for sure. He wanted many tattoos. We talked about how I started getting tattoos like when I went in or out of a depression because that way when I was in a depression, I could look down and see all the tattoos and know that that meant like it ended and it got better and things changed. And he was like, that's what I wanna do. He goes, maybe that's what I'll do is like, I'll, you know, I'll always get tattoos to remind myself. Like he had plans, but yeah, we, he died when he was 14 and a half years old. And we had plans at that age, um, at 15 to get matching cactus tattoos and we never made it. Which is why I, for a long time, I got a cactus tattoo every month that he was gone. But then I changed and got like a bee tattoo. I got a Leo lion, I got a space guy, I got a croc. I've got white spots all over my painting now. Um, let's see, I have a Minecraft bee, a regular bee, I have a Leo the lion, I don't remember if I said that. But yeah, I got a tattoo every month that he was gone for the first year just to honor like our plan to go get tattoos together. Um, Going back to school is hard though because it's just not the same as it was and you'll just get mad at all the idiots you know like i submit a fully cited and sourced and formatted paper and kids submit an lol what the fuck you know wtf lingo paper and they don't even submit a paper they just cut and paste it into the little thing and they get an a 
And sure, I get an A with a you know, PDF really formatted and documented paper and I just get mad like, is this the quality of work that's an A? Like if these kids are getting an A and I'm, maybe I'm getting a better A than them, but I don't care. Like if they're still getting an A and I'm putting in this much effort, you're making me like inclined to put in less effort and that's bullshit. Like, why are you not calling these kids out? The only time that anybody ever got called out finally was in an art class I did before Brandon died, which is why I have the lion tattoo where this lady gave me a hard time the whole class. So it was an art class that I thought was gonna be like talking about art, you know, like looking at stuff and talking about it. But it turned out we had to actually do art. And th this lady wanted us to like create these beautiful like background pages. So okay, I did that. I created the background pages in my journal. And then she wanted us to scribble on them. And I'm like, I cannot do that. Like my OCD will not allow it. So her and I like would, would just argue all the time because I was very much inside the box and I'm a scrapbooker and everything was uniform and shaped and whatever. It drove her fucking crazy. And I was like, I don't care lady. Like I cannot, first of all, I'm not going to scribble on my shit, but I'm not going to make like just nonsense to make you happy. And when we joined the class, we were given, um, like a box of the thick Crayola markers. Uh, we were given colored pencils, some white acrylic paint. Um, shit, I painted all over this thing accidentally with my fucking hand being the paint. I gotta stop doing that, I do it all the time. Um, so we were given a box of white acrylic paint and colored pencils and markers. I think that was it, and like one good brush. So we were advised that like by the end of the semester we had to get acrylic paints and stuff. We had to do blah, 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 blah. And um, what did I do with my other little brush? Maybe I put it away. Um, so as the class would like go on, you know, and this lady is getting all up in my shit about being too uniform and too directional or whatever, it became clear that the kids were not buying the stuff that they had to buy. So when it started to get to like blending and whatnot, and these kids were trying to show blending with Crayola markers, she was getting like progressively more and more irritated. Well, I had bought actual you know, acrylic paints and brushes. And my grandmother had given me her um, like vintage paint set and her really nice brushes and stuff. So I was really doing, you know, like blending and whatnot. We, there's a thing called like tinting and I can't remember the other part of tinting. Um, tint and I don't know, but you, you take a color and then you mix black or white into it. And um, look, you can't do that with Crayola like markers or colored pencils. And then you had to do like an assignment on logos and icons and an icon. So logo is, is actually words. Logotech used to mean like word. So a logotech would be like Coca-Cola says Coca-Cola, but an icon would be Apple because it's just like, a, it's just an icon, an Apple. Well, I'm not even kidding when I say like 25 of these kids did the Mercedes logo or the Mercedes symbol as an icon because it was a status a status symbol that you were an icon. But they all did it as like the logo icon. Like they thought logo and icon were the same thing. They didn't read the part that said that logo was Latin for Logotech. Brandon drew, um, he drew Pokemons, um, people. He drew little like flip books. He drew cactus stuff. He had a little thing that he'd drawn that was a cactus that said cactus magnet. 
I always got a chuckle out of that. Um, he drew just people mainly, like cool people, but kind of a, like anime people, I think it would be the way to say it. Um, he was just learning to draw. Drawing and baking were the things he'd chosen to do when he was going into a depression. Um, so we set him up with a shit ton of drawing stuff so that if, you know, he wasn't feeling good, he could draw anything he wanted or paint or have, you know, any of the supplies on hand at the time. Um, and he learned a recipe for a one minute mug cake. And he would sometimes like text me the clouds to say that he wasn't feeling well. And by the time I made it home, he and Cody were sitting in the kitchen, fat as cats eating mug cake, <laughs> piled high with whipped cream. Um, and he would, he learned to even alter the recipe. So I'd come home and he'd taken a regular mug cake and made like an Oreo cake or a coffee cake or whatever. Uh, um, Brandon's heart was in the kitchen. The last meal he ever made himself was lobster. Oh, my hand's in the paint again. I've got to stop putting my hand in the paint. There's no way. What I need to do is just like walk away from it long enough to dry. But my ADHD would never allow that. Okay, I think it's time for the podcast to end though, since I'm at my last like set of honeycombs. And it's time for me to do my stupid midterm. Like I have to do this fucking midterm. I have to do it. I can't put it off any longer. those last little squares there. Now what I have to do is figure out how to take this whole shenanigan that you've only been watching, Gloria, and put it on my Anchor podcast. I have not a clue how to do that. Podcasting is too much work, but going live on TikTok, you can't really like save it and keep it anywhere unless you save it and spend hours and hours and hours uploading it to YouTube, which I don't have that kind of patience. Oh, I really got white paint everywhere. Like, I really got it everywhere. Why am I this way? Anyway, that's your dose of Shannon for the week. It'll probably be like a month before I podcast again because this was so traumatic trying to get it started. You missed the two hours that it took me to try when I forgot to push record and talk to myself again for an hour. And that was a great conversation with myself. Didn't know it was with myself, but it was great. Mm. Yep, okay, I'll fuck with this after it dries. Cause I'm gonna flip it up. <laughs> well thanks for Gloria thanks Gloria for joining and being the only one to join. Um what are you crafting? I'm not very crafty. I mean, I can see things and copy them, but I don't have like my own crafts in my mind. Son of a bitch, I just washed my brush. But that has to be what you right there. Yeah. I want to get a cricket because I got Brandon's uh, nonprofit website up. It's not all the way up, but ooh, design, designing pants. That's rad. I just got cool jeans that have cactuses on them. I never went and got my water, huh? Oh, oh, oh 
okay, this is the end of the podcast. The podcast people are going to definitely be like, we're not going to monetize her because she's weird. But thank you for watching and good luck with your pants. Oh, there went all my AirPods. <laughs> Shit. All right, how do I end it? I don't know. How do I end? Mm.